three, two, one, action! <laughs> SAT today! SAT! SAT! <laughs> Alright, guys, welcome to another podcast. I'm here today with Adam from SoFlow SAT Tutoring. Which means we're talking nothing about academics today, right? <laughs> no, we're going to keep it as exciting as we can, even though it's a pretty boring test. It, well, it can change your future, though. It's the most important it, it, test you're ever going to take, it, though. Yeah, it is. So it's, and it's only four hours, so it's not... Four hours. It could be worse. But you are the expert that we brought into ASM scholarships because from what I hear from Brendan, the work you've been doing with our students has been phenomenal. Uh, and we're going to be working more together to make things bigger and better for next year in 2020. So we wanted you to come in. So thanks for coming into our office today uh, so we can chat about the SATs. But let, let's start off uh, maybe you telling us more about what you're doing because you, you had a really good interesting story before we got on camera. So Yeah. Was, so your, 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 your score was pretty impressive from what you told me, which uh, maybe I'll let, I'll let you divulge. So I'm Adam Shlomi. I'm the founder of SoFlow SAT Tutoring. I went to Georgetown University, scored an 800 on the SAT reading, 770 on the SAT math, and I've been tutoring for the last five years. We provide really exceptional one-on-one SAT prep where we really think about, you know, what does our student need, how far away from their goal, and then, you know, what tricks, what lessons do they need to know to get there. We're not focused on teaching you all of the stuff that you, you know, forgot in school. We're focused on getting you the highest SAT score in the lowest amount of time. Right. Sometimes that can be as simple as, you know, learning how to use a comma correctly or, you know, when you should be using your calculator versus when you should be leaving your calculator on the table. I started SoFlow SAT tutoring a little bit more than a year ago. I had broken my ankle, you know, wasn't going to walk again, a doctor told me. I had come down to Florida, um, you know, was in my parents' house, didn't have much going on. And so I started this company from my bedroom doing online SAT prep for students across the country. And now, thanks to ASM Sports Group, we're doing students across the world. Awesome. Cool. Nice. And so, what was your grades when you did SATs? So, I was never the best student. You know, it was hard for me to pay attention for four years of college, for four years of high school. But if if someone told me, you know, you're going to do well on this test for four hours and you'll get into the college you want, that was enough for me. So, you know, I was a solid student, maybe B pluses, A minuses. But I said, this test is going to take me where I want to go. And it's only four hours long. And so, that's that's the amount of effort that I was able to put in. So, and you got, I think it was reading, 820... 800. 800, right. Yeah. And then, sorry, math was 720. Math is 770, reading 800. Okay. Yeah, so low score. <laughs> yeah, so over 1500. Yeah. yeah. So that's, the maximum that's, is 1600. I mean, that, so, that's yeah. Ivy League level. Right, yeah. To get those scores. And then, and then where did you end up going to university? So I went to Georgetown University Which in is? Washington, D.C. Yeah. We just won the National Soccer Championship yeah. last yeah. night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I mean... I mean, that's one of the most prestigious schools in the country. I think yeah. a lot of ex-presidents have gone there as yeah, well. Yeah, Bill right? Clinton went there. Yeah. Uh, so I chose Georgetown because I was really interested uh, in politics and public service. You know, right. had a really strong government program. Yeah. And then after about a year, I saw all these people working in politics who weren't getting anything done, but they were, right. you know, smart and hardworking. And I got really interested in entrepreneurship. Uh, as a way to sort of, you know, build my own thing and create right. the future. Pretty wise decision to get out of yeah. politics. Was that the only school that you got into with that score, or is there other schools? So the other one that I really considered was Northwestern. Oh, uh, right. yeah. I got into their journalism program, and when I was younger, I wanted to be a sports journalist like Michael Wilbon and Jay Adande, yeah. and they had all gone to Northwestern. So that was sort of the biggest decision for me, but I thought, you know, Georgetown was going to polish me mm-hmm. and, and bring me to be the kind of person I wanted to be. What, what other 
schools of that caliber could you get into with that score? Yeah, so I think, you know, with anything Push above anywhere. 1,500, you can really go anywhere. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, if you, I think, like at Princeton, for example, it's about a 5% acceptance rate. So they're taking 1 in 20 students. A lot of students have that SAT score, and so now that SAT is a check mark. Right. If you don't have a 1,500, you're not getting that check mark. You got to be really it. special or forget about it. Yeah. And now it's like, okay, you know, 10 students didn't have the 1,500. They're not being considered. Now I'm considered along with nine other people. What can I do to stand out? Being a great athlete, probably one of the best ways you can stand yeah. out and show, you know, I've shown that I can work really hard. I have a coach who really believes in me. Maybe I can contribute to a team while I'm at Princeton. Mm. Plus I have the SAT score to belong here. That's almost like the secret to getting into Ivy League schools. If you have great sports and a fifteen hundred plus SAT, it's like nearly a double. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, you're basically saying it's an expectation. Yeah, and all, uh, to get this SAT score, almost. Yeah, it's, the SAT <laughs> yeah. score is is sort of the benchmark. It's the baseline, and then it's yeah. what else are you bringing to the table? Right, because it's not. It's, it used to be just get the scores. Now it's like you have to have the scores plus plus plus. Yeah. So because we see a lot of our student athletes, like the coach, like. I'll take them, but they need the SAT score. And then, like, they're in. But there's, yeah. like, hundreds and hundreds of other students getting those scores that don't mm, get in. Exactly. I think Harvard had, like, what, 20,000 applicants last year? And they're not all getting in. And, and pretty much nearly all of them have 1,500 SAT. 5% for Princeton. So 5% of 20,000 is, like, 1,000. Yeah. Oh, yeah. they, like, <laughs> so. they all get thousands of applicants. But you have to have all these pluses now. So, yeah. that you know, the academics combined with the sports is, like, a done deal. There's a lot of smart people, but they're looking for, you know, exceptional people. People who are going to yeah. change the world. People who yeah. are going to contribute to the school. And so that means more than just having a good SAT score, you know, it could be being the head of a newspaper, starting a nonprofit. Yeah. But I think a, we've seen that being a great athlete does more than any of that. Right, yeah, because you represent the school. Yeah. That's what we see as well. So let's get back into the test. The SAT, um, the reason why we decided to find partners was, you know, we are not the, let's be honest, we're not the next doctors no, of the world. I don't want to even say what my SAT score was. <laughs> we're great at sports. Yeah, we we'll forget <laughs> about our scores. We just passed. Um, so, but you're, so you're the expert. I mean, you've got an incredible score yourself, which, you know, we, we like to work with people that are actually good at what they say they do. So that's tick. Um, but what is the SAT score for maybe parents or students that are watching this or listening to it on podcasts? I have no idea, but they know about it. But what is it exactly? Yeah, so the SAT is a test that's meant to sort of figure out what you're like as a student. Um, it's not really an IQ test, but there definitely are some knowledge elements. So there's four sections. It starts off with the reading section where you sort of think about, you know, can this person understand main idea? Do they understand author's detail? Uh, it's kind of like a summary of your language arts classes that you've had throughout the years. Right. Then you have a writing section that generally is really easy to improve upon. Uh, it's a lot about comma rules and grammar rules. And there's a lot of students who just didn't learn that during their years in school. Right. And we've had a lot of success teaching kids to improve their writing section pretty yeah. quickly. Even just choosing the simplest score will help you improve your writing section, uh, the simplest answer. And then there's a math section, which you know teaches you the core concepts that you've learned in school. Slope, factoring, um, median, mean, median, and mode. And so there's two parts to the math section, one where you have a calculator, uh -huh. one section where you unfortunately don't have a calculator, Overall, it's about a three and a half hour test, uh, scored out of 800 on the, on the verbal section, 800 on the math section, together for a score of 1600. Then you have an, like an essay, right? So, so there's an optional essay. Okay. Almost no schools required anymore. So it used to be that you would come to the SAT, you would sit down, and before you even got to bubble in a question, they'd ask you to write a 30 minute essay. Yeah. Um, those days are gone now. Now the essay's at the end. 
I would say 95% of test takers don't take that essay. Yeah. Mm. Um, and that's great for all the people who have bad handwriting like me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. When, when I took the essay today, there was no essay. So I was like, this is, I just had to do the English and math. It was all multiple choice. Yeah. yeah. I was like, this is brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> Still didn't get who, who, would, who would need the essay? Like, why would you oh, take it? Yeah. So if you need the essay, it's probably because one of the schools you're applying to requires the essay. Uh-huh. Um, a few Ivy Leagues do, but, you know, Georgetown, for example, doesn't require the essay. Most schools don't require the essay yeah. these days. You would Almost know if you needed to. Do you would, right, would yeah. God willing. Yeah. yeah. It'd be a big problem if you did it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then, so obviously, the SAT is out of English and math, but there are the subject tests, right? So, yeah. So how does that work? So there's subject tests. If for any students who are familiar with the AP curriculum, there's a lot of overlap. So there's a U.S. history AP test. There's also a U.S. history subject test. You know, there's... Uh, a physics AP test, there's a physics subject test. The subject tests are really to prove that, you know, I've taken these courses in school and I can do really well. I think they're generally a lot easier than the SAT because yeah. they're pretty similar to what school is like. So if you're a good student, you're probably going to be pretty good on the subject test, but there's still practice tests that you can prepare with yeah. and ways to study. A lot of times students have to take the subject test if they're international or they were homeschooled. Yeah. So that way you can prove that, you know, I learned in school, here's right. a test showing it. Nice. Or if you're applying to a top school. So, you know, MIT requires at least two subject tests. Yeah. Uh, you know, so if you go to MIT, you want to show that, hey, I know physics really well, I know math really well, right. uh, and maybe I know U.S. history, I'm well-rounded. Right. right. So yeah. that's why you do that. Got it. Got it. But for regular students we work with, it's not normally... What they no. do. It's just the SAT test itself. Yeah, we got some Ivy League. Yeah, those guys. kids, they, they, have to. Yeah, yeah, they have to. Yeah, they have to. But the majority of student athletes majority going is, to, yeah. say, Florida State yeah. or Texas a and is just the SAT. The majority of people taking the SAT aren't worried about subject tests. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, so what is the ideal score on the SAT? Because we did a video about like what Maverick scholarships versus presidential scholarships. And, you know, we always recommend our clients about 1100 to kind of start getting some academic money. But what would you recommend is maybe the ideal score? You know, you, let's say you get that score that you should recommend taking a test again. What would you say? I think it really depends on your goals, what your coach is telling you he needs from you. Yeah. So, you know, we tutored a, a student who was a rower at Penn. Right. And she needed about, you know, a 1200 to get in. We tutored yeah. another student who was going to be a gymnast at Penn. She needed a 1450 because oh, wow. the gymnastics yeah, team was just a lot more competitive, wow. I guess. Um, That's crazy. Same school. Same school, but just different programs, right? Yeah. Different programs. Just change sports. It's easier. <laughs> <laughs> no, but if you go to Adam, you'll be fine. He'll get you right, right. He's your solution to you. Don't change sport anymore. Just go to Adam. Okay. Um, wow. So, okay. So, it's really depending on the program, you'd say. Yeah. So, you, you know, if someone trying to go to Florida State, their ideal score uh, probably about a 1300 right someone trying to go to FIU their ideal score is you know probably a 1200 right um, so it depends on the competitiveness of the school yeah. depends on your quality as an athlete you know I'm sure Derek Rose didn't need yeah, a great yeah, ACT yeah. score probably. so one of the things we always try to preach to parents is the importance of this test and how it can save you money you know we always rec- the reason why we say that 1100 is the basis because of the Maverick scholarships that most schools give for the academics so what would be the difference financially from like 1100 to 1400 with like academic scholarship money there's a lot of schools who once you start getting to that 1400 range can offer a lot of money yeah um george washington university their highest scholarship for merit is about twenty five thousand dollars a year yeah someone scoring 1100 is gonna have no chance at that scholarship yeah they're gonna be very small now, yeah, yeah you know but someone scoring 1500 can probably get twenty five thousand dollars a year yeah. there's a lot of other schools who have rollins in winter park florida yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, they yeah. offer for a full ride program 
Really? Um, so yeah, so you know, if you're going to qualify for that, you need a great SAT score. Yeah. Um, what would you say you need for that program? Because that's a great They're school. They're pretty academically yeah. Yeah. Great yeah. School. So you need at least a 1450 and then they'll invite you a weekend. Right. Uh, and huh. then they'll decide to give you the scholarship. If they don't give you that scholarship, you can still you could, you could, you could. save about $20,000 um, and they'll give you merit money. So, you know, as you get the sort of the higher your SAT score is, the more options you're going to get, the more money you're going to have. Got mm. it. Got it. Okay. What about the ACT? Is there anything, any advantage, disadvantage? Of, uh, yeah. Kind of, yeah, just talk about that. <laughs> so the ACT is a sort of an alternative to the SAT. I expect everybody to take both tests at least once, at least a practice test. Yeah. You know, if there's two right options, you should consider both and say what's right for you. So the ACT is a lot faster. Hmm. You know, there's 75 questions in 45 minutes. You know, that's sort of the biggest time crunch you're going to get. Right. But for students who like to rush through things and don't want to take their time, yeah. the ACT is often a better fit. Hmm. The reading section on the ACT is a lot easier. And so for huh. students who might struggle with English, the ACT is probably a better option. I always thought it was harder. Depends on who you are, right? right. Um, but the ACT, it's a lot of keyword finding. So it's like you'll look for the word, you know, kayak, and then you'll find the word kayak in the passage. Uh. And it's much more right there questions rather than deep thinking. There's more categories? So there's still four sections. Uh, I would say the ACT has a science section, which the SAT doesn't have. Mm. And so this science section has a lot of graphs and figures. If you're not comfortable reading tables and charts, that might not be the best fit. The math section on the ACT goes up to calculus uh, or pre-calculus. And so the math can be a little bit more difficult than the SAT. Mm. But really the hardest thing is the ACT has a lot more questions with a lot less time. And if you're struggling with time on the SAT, the ACT probably isn't the right choice. Oh, Got it. Interesting. Okay, so one question I have is super scoring. Um, because this is like, does not happen where I'm from in England. You yeah. cannot super score exam. So what is super scoring in the SAT? Super scoring is the SAT helping colleges. Colleges want to look cool. And so that means getting the highest scores that they came from their students. They'll combine your highest reading score with your highest math score, so it looks like you did better on the test overall than you might have done at one individual sitting. Right. It's super important for planning out your SAT strategy, and something we've had a lot of success with is saying, okay, we have two months before the SAT, we're only going to focus on math, we're going to get you the highest possible math score that we think we can, and then we're going to focus on reading for the next two months and get you the highest possible super score. So you even recommend kind of taking an exam twice just to focus on one module, mm -hmm. then second time the next one, just yeah. super score them both together. I think That's the really super score idea. is this, you know, it's, I, you know, I think it's kind of unfair, honestly, but it is the system that we have, well, so we should do everything we can to take advantage. It's unfair, but it's great. It's great. I mean, where was he 20 years ago when I was doing this? Yeah. <laughs> like, I was too busy getting 15, 70 yeah, on his own I, one. I would never even <laughs> thought to take it twice for that reason. I was just like, just get, you know, in England, you should grow up. You take the test and that's it. Like uh, now, I think about it. What was I doing? Yeah, yeah. and well, I could have got to Stanford. Now, for all the people that are thinking, "Well, I'm just gonna take this once and then, then not do it again," it's like, well, maybe you kind of don't want to have to take exam. No one yeah. likes taking exams. So. But look, it's only four hours, right? So if yeah. you can go up sixty points on your Scooper score just yeah. by feeling better on a different Saturday than the one before, yeah. yeah. There's no cost to taking it again. Well, you know, you waste four hours of your day. It's not yeah. a problem. Well, the parents might be thinking, well, if you can take the test again, it saves me another $10,000. Like, you better believe those four no, hours you're going to do them again. <laughs> I, I think we should totally start advising clients to do that. Yeah. It makes so much more sense. If you can spend four hours just on one topic, 
Yeah. And then you can just do it again, and then because you have to do it in a certain time frame, you can't take it once. Then two years later, right? You have to take it within. So certain actually, time you frame. can take it in a pretty big time frame. Like yeah. You could take it one year and then wait another year and then take it again, and they right. would still super score you. Yeah, because there is a time limit. I think how it's it's a long time, but yeah, I thought but it's like two years. You can't. I mean, most people aren't. You know, it's like you, if you're going to take it, and do it within six months normally. Yeah, like, generally, it's like once you start the tutoring, you have some momentum going. There's no reason yeah. to slow down. Right. No, it makes a lot of sense. I mean, anyway, you, I guess you could just take it one time and see what you get. But if you're especially trying to go to 1400s, that, 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 to do it twice makes more sense. Yeah. It does. Yeah. We recommend everyone take it at least two times and yeah. probably three. Yeah. I just take it two times because the first time I failed it. But that was not because I tried to super score. <laughs> <laughs> first time I failed it and the second time I passed it. That's the only reason why I took it twice. It wasn't because I was trying to super score. <laughs> and then the score from the second test... The first test, none of the scores would help the second test anyway. So, <laughs> so I just did better the second time. All right, so super scoring is a very good strategy for people that are trying to get higher scores. Yeah, I um, think it's probably the best thing you can do is say, you know, I see that I'm weak on reading. Yeah. I'm going to focus on reading because I think I can get some improvement there. Got it. Um, the other thing to remember is that every school accepts a super score. You know, Yale, Harvard, Princeton, right. FIU, FAU. There's right. no schools that aren't going to accept your super score. So they're not going to look down on you because you took it twice. Yes. Yeah. They just want to see the one score and that's it. They just want the grade. And then one last point is that you can take the test as many times as you want. Yeah. Uh, Georgetown requires that you send all your scores, but they're really special. Most schools, you can choose which scores to send. Mm. So I could take the SAT four times uh. and then send my last two scores and then Yale will never know I took it four times. They'll know I took it only twice. But like schools like is it like Georgetown who want to know all your grades? Does that look down on you if you got a few bad ones or? So for Georgetown it might. Yeah. But they're one of the few schools that require it. Right. Most schools don't, and so I think okay. the benefit of taking it, you know, if you're really committed to getting a fourteen hundred and you're right. close, the benefit of taking that at that extra time mm. is worth the cost. Yeah. Because you don't have to send your scores if you don't like right. them. Right. So it's really just kind of actually sitting down with you and understanding like what's the goal, where am I trying to go to? Yeah. And understanding that so you can build a strategy around taking mm. a test before you just go so, take it. Exactly. Got it. Makes sense. So when would you recommend then a student athlete to start looking into this? When should they take the test? So I think you should take it during your off season. Right. When you're doing the season, you know, work athletes are a full time job, you're yeah. working with your coach, you're gonna be tired, you don't have time to study. If you can f say, I have you know four months in spring or four months in fall where my yeah. schedule is lighter, that's the time you should focus on it. Generally, junior year is probably the best time to focus on it because if you didn't get the score that you wanted, you still have some tests your senior year that you can take as a fallback option. But senior year is rushed. Sophomore year is too early. Junior year is the time to be taking yeah. the SAT. Sometimes age-wise for internationals, yeah. don't know what junior yeah, sometimes, is. So well, yeah, is. so grade nine versus freshman year is like 14 to 15 so kind of 15 ish so i believe something on there yeah and then 15 to 16 would be that great so it's 10. like kind of thing yeah. like gcse's only 16 when you finish your gcse's yeah yeah, yeah yeah got it yeah got sometimes it. we say earlier like sophomore year sometimes um just because like obviously internationals have more things to do so is that wrong is that right i think if you have a lot of other stuff to consider in the process getting the sat out of the way you know, that way also, if you're an athlete, you can approach the coach and say, I've already gotten this SAT score. Yeah, that's score. a big key, especially go. for us recruiting. If the yeah. athlete already has the score, mm -hmm. the minimum score, we can get the job done. Right. Now, that prevents us a lot of times getting that scholarship yeah. finalized for the athletes yeah. when we haven't got the SAT. Well, yeah, a lot of coaches that, like, say you have, like, a golfer, and they're both same scoring average, same resume, but one has an SAT done, oh, and done the other one doesn't. He's going to take the one that's got the SAT. Yeah. So, there you go. Especially if it's a good SAT. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Um, all right, so... 
We've got on the go, what is a test, time frames. How are you going to help an athlete improve their score? So I think the biggest thing we do is really sit down one-on-one and say, here's where you're struggling. This is what you need to know for the test. Let's start working on it. Mm-hmm. Um, so we can teach you a lot of the concepts that you didn't know, teach you sort of some of the tricks and say, this is how the SAT is structured. Now use this approach when you approach, you know, when you read the reading question so you know which ones are wrong without even looking at the answers so much. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing also is, you know, it's hard to study for the SAT. It's not the most exciting test. Mm-hmm. Having a coach, somebody who you know is, co- is, is sort of assigning your work, making sure you're doing it, and motivating you along the way gives you sort of the drive to actually study and put in the hours that you need to get the score you want. Got it. So, and also for what I understand, I'm trying to like, you know, imagine if there's a student athlete watching this who's working with us. You know, we, we obviously, they join our service, we connect you with them. I believe it's, you, you have them take a test first, right? An yeah, so test. the first thing we do is they'll yeah. take a diagnostic test so yeah. that we can get an idea of you as a test taker. Say, right. you know, here's where I started running out of time. Okay, well, now we know that's where a problem you have to address. You know, these are the questions I was confident in. This is where I realize that I don't know anything anymore. Right. And then we can start teaching based on your weaknesses. Right. So you take the test, then you do your classes, and there's another test at the end to see an improvement. So we give them a lot of practice tests throughout the throughout the time. Right. Uh, I think the best way to improve is to just keep practicing and getting better. Yeah. And so they're going to consistently take the test, so that way they can get familiar with the test. They can start recognizing patterns themselves. Um, and that way they can always be tracking their score increase and say, you know, last week I got a 720, this week I got a 750, I'm doing something right. And this is all online. You can do this through FaceTime, Skype. Yeah, so we do, you know, FaceTime and Skype, that's what's easy for people. They have that. We have digital whiteboards so we can upload the tests and write on it and show our work. Um, And people can do it from all over. You know, we have a student who's vacationing in Aruba right now, but that's not stopping him from getting his SAT work in. Got it, got it. And what, what kind of percentage or increased scores do you see from students you work with? So we say on average after about 10 weeks, students will improve 110 points. Yeah. Um, definitely varies. You know, some students blow past that. I think a lot of it depends on how much you want it. And if you're yeah. putting in the work and grinding, then you're going to get the improvement that you want and then some. Got it. And what, what would you recommend? Like, let's say, let's take me when I was like 16, right? Not that great at school, just getting by, maybe C's and D's. Um, I need to get at least 1,100 points to get into my university I'm trying to get to. Um, how many classes would you recommend I need from you to kind of get me, say, let's say I took the test the first time and got 900 points, 950 and I need to get to 1100, what would you recommend as a, a, a gauge? So I think classes? that like 200 point boost, yeah. I, I would probably say it's about four months of tutoring, right? Four months of tutoring. So you would spend two months doing the math test. Right. You know, for a student like you, we'd, we'd go for the super score. Yeah. We'd spend two months doing the math test, so that's eight sessions, and we'd spend another two months doing the reading test. Right. And I think we could probably get that 200 point improvement. So like 16 classes would yeah. get me. Okay. And like, let's say I'm now I'm actually a different type of student, someone's actually better at school, right? So that B's and A's. Um, they could probably get 1,100 on their own, but they need to get to 1,300, maybe 100 points more or 200 points more. Do you still say 16 classes to get them? Yeah, so I, I think faster learner cause probably about 10 classes then, yeah. right? You know, if, if you can do some of the work on your own and yeah. we're not having to walk through every step, then we could probably move a little bit faster, assign yeah. more work. I would say about 10 classes for those higher scoring mm-hmm. students. Awesome, awesome. And what's like the biggest increased student you've had? Like one of your best success uh, stories? We had a mother send us a video yesterday. I think the son started at a 27 on the ACT and got a 35. Oh, wow. And that, that's one we're really proud of. You know, she was yeah. really excited. She, she wow. sat down like a video like this and yeah. her and her son telling us 
Oh, you got share the perfect score. Put it on the page for you to see that you did that as well. So in SAT terms, that's like what five hundred points almost. Oh, it's huge. Yeah, Yeah. it's uh, it's like probably three hundred fifty or something. It's a it's a big increase. Yeah, that's you know that's going to change his life, right? Like (laughs) yeah, (laughs) that guy went from going to you know FSU to going to any school he wants. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So, what do you see are the most common mistakes then that students are making on the SAT or ACT or any kind of test? I think a lot of people just don't practice for it, right? Like, right. they walk in and they're like, I'm a good student. Yeah. But it's different to be smart than to be good at this test. Yeah. And so, learning what the test is like, you know, how I should be pacing myself, how they want you to answer questions. For example, in the writing section, they really just want you to choose the simplest answer most of the time. Right. And so, if you don't know that, you're going to get those questions wrong. But if you prepare for the test and say... I know how this test is structured. I know what kind of answers they want. Yeah. I know what they consider wrong. I think preparation. I think a lot, not enough people are preparing for the test, mm. and then they're getting disappointing scores. Got it. Got it. Mm. So uh, we, kind of, we, we spoke about ASM, how that works. Right? We'll put you in touch with them, and they'll take a pre-diagnostic test, and you do the classes. Um, if they want additional classes from you, they can also get that as well, right? So, of course, we, we have a preset amount, but they can get mm-hmm. additional classes yeah, as well. of course. And you're doing SATs, ACTs, TOEFL as well? Yeah, so we do right. TOEFL, yeah. SAT, SAT. Yeah. Just, these are the tests you need if you want to go to American University. Yeah. We're here to help you with yeah. them. Right, and you'll help plan which ones <coughs> they should take and everything, so. Yeah, and aside yeah. from that, you also do some maybe more kind of subject-based stuff. So, like, one of our, our clients right now is getting some just general math tutoring. Yeah, he's taking his A-levels in math, yeah. and so we have a tutor reaching out and saying, you know, here's, awesome. here's yeah. like here's how to differentiate, you know, you need to know that for awesome. your A-levels. Let's yeah. start working on that. Oh, wow. Yeah, so um, just all-around tutoring. Yeah. <laughs> That's really good. Wow. So, and, and, and how big is your team? Like your We have about 20 tutors on the team now. Nice. Most have pretty similar backgrounds to me, so, you know, went to top schools, uh, did well on the SAT and you know people who you want to hang out with right like yeah. we're not trying to be like old people who don't make sessions fun we want to <laughs> yeah. be as exciting as we can as fun as you make you make learning fun as you know as fun as you can right like I just think having someone who who went down the road that you're trying to go down yeah who's you know a few years older than you and you can look up to as a mentor yeah that's going to make your sessions that's going to make you want to work harder yeah yeah no I love mm-hmm. it I mean especially when you've got over 1500 like Learning, oh, yeah. learning from the pro here, so yeah, they better listen to you. Okay, well, let's get let's get some secrets whilst you got here. So this is my kind of my final question um, that I get asked a lot from kids: is what is the secret to getting over fifteen hundred points on the SAT? And you can't tell me it's hard work. Yeah. <laughs> so it's got to be a real all secret. Right, right. What, so you, here's, what here's, here's what it's going to be: we're going to go yeah. around on my each section. All right, for the reading section, yeah, there's a reason why all the other answers are wrong. There's going to be like some slight detail or something that says th- it's that's going to be the reason why you got excluded and you need to be able to mark off not why the answer is right but why the other ones are wrong Uh. for the writing section you need to know all of your grammar rules they're not hard you can learn them in i swear to god maybe three hours right and then you got to choose the simplest answers for any of the ones that are about sentence structure and writing style right and then for math you need to learn how to graph you need to learn how to factor you need to learn all of those basics in math that your teacher didn't want to teach you right if you're not about to learn all of those things, try plugging in and checking, saying, okay, here the answers are eight, four, two, and zero. Let me plug all of these into my calculator and see which one ends up being the right answer. Those are my best tips for for each section. Mm-hmm. Nice, I like it. Okay, I'm ready to go get my 1600 uh, right now. I think we should do is like a fun office video. So we all take this diagnostic test he has, right? Oh, that'd be funny. 
No, just take the real thing. No, because it's too long. No, it's how long is a diagnostic? Well, the diagnostic is short. It's two hours. It's yeah, easier. Yeah, see, see, we might as well go for the real one. No, no, let's do it. We, we do all it. have cameras strapped to our chest, and we take <laughs> and we take this SAT test. We could definitely no, go. We can go viral. Why, I why swear, don't, we can why do don't it. we do this? We do. The, we do. The, I think in this, we take the diagnostic test. We will get our scores. Then we have like a couple sessions. Everyone gets a couple sessions to improve. <laughs> then we go take the test. We can take the real test and see what people's scores are. You guys have a fantasy league, right? Uh, what for like no, not this year. Not this year. I, we uh, could do that. We should do the the lowest one as take the real one or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we could. No, whoever gets the lowest. No, this is what we can do, right? So everyone takes a diagnostic test. Whoever gets the lowest score then gets like <laughs> ten sessions with them, and they have to go take the real test oh, and yeah. document the improvement. Because that's like real I good for it. you guys, because you can show like, the worst SA ASM team member got like. <laughs> 900 points or 1100 points and then you got them 1400 then they're going to want to go Ivy (laughs) I'm in in. that could be fun I'm down we should do that next year we'll do that so we need more people making the SAT fun like this yeah Yeah, exactly if I get the same score I got nine years ago we're going to have a big problem We've got to surely get it worse because it's been so long since we take it yeah it's going to be but then we get the classes we'll get up again you'd hope so (laughs) no then we will have their help. It, it's, not, it's, not his, it's not his fault, it's our fault. We're, if we I didn't mean, improve, yeah, for it's us, definitely it's our fault. A, yeah. yeah. But um, no, look, um, I'm really excited about this partnership. Uh, you know, we, we made a big uh, effort in like two years ago to kind of work with partners for this. We, we know it's so important for, for a student and a lot of, there's a lot of stuff out there. You know, a lot of stuff on Amazon books you can buy and courses. There's a lot of free courses out there. But at the end of the day, I think if you, we know how important this is for your scholarship increasement like by improving by 100 points 200 points makes a massive increase in the amount of scholarship you can get so we wanted to find the right partners and not just for the SAT but also for the ACET the TOEFL so we're really excited to have you on board the team and uh, thanks again for coming in today and um, if anybody is watching this on YouTube or listening to this on the podcast if you want to get in touch with us um, you can reach us at the asmscholarship.com website or speak to a scout and they'll connect you with yourself Adam from the team and uh, we'll get you some SAT classes awesome thank you guys cool alright guys thanks for coming in thanks for coming in Cheers. Then